on the cusp of forgetting the enchanted childhood world of imagination and at an age when they are stepping into the critical domains of an intellectual thinking. Often asked this fail this far-reaching question. What is beyond the earth? And when answered with the solar system, they ask, what is beyond the solar system? And when answered with the stars and universe, they ask, what is beyond the universe? And so on until they reach the limit of this questioning, the limit of ordinary objective thinking. Mm -hmm. For the restricted faculties of this type of thought, it is like being in a hall with mirrors at both ends, reflecting an unending and infinite series of frames. It is a thoroughly unsatisfying experience and often invokes fear. It goes endlessly nowhere. To really know where the vantage point is, is to see beyond, is to use the inner voice of eternity, is to hear the song of the soul, and is to begin to touch upon a vantage point in which the dimensions of space and time fade away as inadequate references. It is to find a completely different set of dimensions. Dimensions based on qualities of soul, not qual not quantities of space and time. This is the vantage point of being and becoming instead of a viewpoint from within spatial and temporal limitations. It is a threshold of reaching further towards the horizon of eternity to bear witness to eternity's sunrise and so to speak. As Meister Eckhart contemplated, the soul is created between time and eternity. With its highest powers, it touches eternity. With its lower powers, it touches time. Hmm. So, high vibration, eternity. Low vibration, time. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a very profound statement. Okay. See think, where we're going. Think about it like this, because we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Low vibrational people, what are they trapped in? I mean, mainly, like, where are they trapped in? They're probably trapped in some kind of busy schedule. Mm. They're probably trapped in something that uh, time is really on their ass. Time is money. They have no patience. They have anxiety. It's stuff they, mm. they, they go back and forth. And they're, they're controlled by time. Okay. They're controlled by time. Like, they... They, they bosses invoke fear in them whenever they come to work late, knowing that they coming to work late, and probably ain't got no excuse. Okay. Uh, so yeah. basically, uh, people who get affect people who let that affect them, that's a low vibrational state. Okay. Now people go come to work and don't give a damn. That's them the high vibrational motherfuckers. They're gonna get fired, but. <laughs> Them the high vibrational motherfuckers that need to that need to go on and do something different. <laughs> they're gonna get fired, but that those are the high vibration motherfuckers that they don't they they're not scared of what they, what their bosses say. They're not scared of anything. They ain't scared of no write up. They motherfuckers walk off that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Them the high vibrating, high energetic motherfuckers. They, you know they, they 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 don't they don't stay long on, on nine to five jobs. Yeah, that's for. That's for 
Yeah. They, they lower people. So it makes a whole lot of sense. And to add on they to They control by time and schedules. Especially control nine to by five. time and schedules, yeah. Nine to five, baby. Now, I say this. Even just uh, with just using that uh, analogy as a job, I go a step further. Family. Some people are trapped. I mean trapped by their family. Man, it can be somebody in a relationship with someone. They have no time for themselves. They they are totally every day, they, every second. Hmm? They, they have no time. Well, they had no time for themselves. Because they are, what, wasting time with that? Like, like time still controlling them. And... That's it's funny because that that's another thing of the matrix that I've been writing on lately. Anyway, uh, that's another thing of the matrix I see that keeps uh, it's a big distraction where you got to be able to balance it. Got to be a balance. You, I mean, it can't just all be just totally just all your time is on your family. I don't care if you got kids, you married. All your time, most of your time is on your family. It's not balanced. You gotta have a balance, and I think that's the reason why most families don't get along because there's so many low frequency members of the family, and so the people that are high frequency members of the family, they don't want to be around certain people of the family because they got a low frequency, so they ain't gonna get along. I'm just breaking down the exercise that people don't think about. I ain't, I ain't talking about no beefs or dramatic experience. I, I bypass all of that. I'm talking about the real stuff. That's the real essence behind all of that. And what you just read, that kind of pointed it out to me even more. And that's why people don't, that's why family members do not get along. The true essence of it. Not Oh, I don't like her because she told this family member that I said that they ain't, no. I'm talking about what's all behind all of that bullshit. What's really going on? I mean, that's I, because. I mean, it's some family members that's trapped and enslaved by, by time and some who ain't. The ones who ain't versus the ones who are never see the world like they're, like they'll never see the world the same because one sees the world on a time schedule. And the other sees the world freely and, and free of illusions. So the thinking, the whole idealism is going to be different because Of course. Because one one is not like one don't give a fuck if you come to work late. The other one come to work early and a bitch every motherfucking day. So yeah. they they are they are completely different. They're not gonna talk to each other, not it has yeah. to have the people I go I see at the club. I know what type of person they are, and I can sense it, and they know what type of person I am. We, we just walk by each other. Half of them be my cousins, but we just walk by each other. We don't say no hand, we do nothing. I but, can actually go in and actually add this whole. This actually makes a whole new revelation. You know how most people around the world, no matter where they are, they always got this one stigmata about one race of people that ain't never on time. Who might that be? Black people. Black people are never on time. Now, staying with the analogy that you, what you just read, maybe that's the reason why we're never on time. 
because we are normally, naturally, high-frequency people. So we're not that centered and just focused on time. If we so we so it's actually if, spiritual if, that we're not on time. It, uh, of course, but but uh, that's what I was trying to say. But what I'm telling you is, motherfuckers don't got brainwashed on time, regardless of you, regardless of you black or not. Now, I I know that it's still predominantly black people who are never on time, but just some black people that done got many many millions that done got brainwashed into. Being on a time schedule. Maybe that is, maybe that's the reason why we messed up as a nation, as a people. Maybe we need to get back to the roots. Well, get back to not being well, on time. Well, I think about instead of everybody want to like be this, on time. Well, I think about whole humanity as a whole. It, it, it's white people who don't be on time, give a fuck, and then it's white Ooh. people who be on time all the time. So, uh, other races are doing it. As long as other races are doing it, then it, it's a concern mm. for humanity as a whole, no matter who's doing it the most. Because I see everybody, every race is doing it. Well, well okay. What you saying, okay, I see, what you, I, I see what you're doing. I think about humanity as a whole, not just black people. No, no, no. Well, I'm just speaking to the ones that I know that I can reach because I don't know how it feels to be a Jewish person. I don't know how it feels to be Chinese. I don't know how it feels to be French. I don't know how it feels to be white. It's a time thing. So I, I can't speak to that because that'll be me being j- disingenuous because that'll be me being if a I hypocrite. To, if I wanted to go by like, time. How can somebody tell me, if you ain't live walk, walk in the shoes as a melanated person, you don't know how it feels when you walk into a room and you're the only person that's melanated and everybody look. Everybody deals with that every day. It don't matter. Now, it don't mean they judging you. It just It's just the presence alone. Okay, now flip that, and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of black people and one white person come in. So, I mean... It, it's Most a, black people don't care. They won't care. They'll be keep on talking, keep going on what they're doing. But some do. So some. some as I'm long, talking about majority, though. I'm as, talking about the... As, as, not as, the some, I'm talking about the majority. Uh, big man, pieces of pie. I got to see it. They, 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 they still got their looks. It's still there. Mm-hmm. So... I was going to be there. It's a, so, so... You know, it's, it's, it's still going to be something that somebody's going to bring up. Somebody, something that we're going to have to touch on because it's still there. You know? Of course. So, all I'm saying is, I'm bringing up exactly that. It's still there. Even through all of this time. But I'm saying why it's there. It ain't because the color of your skin. Not really. It's just that some people have a high, people are born with a higher frequency than others. Think about it like this level. If we're from dark matter, most of our genetic makeup is from dark matter, then it's going to be real hard for somebody to just sit with and sit in front of my face and be like, well, everything's from dark matter, which is true. But don't it make sense, just looking at it from a childlike point of view, don't it make sense that somebody is from dark matter and they have dark skin? Don't that, like... Outside was up as above, so below. So what's on the outside of our skin is what's on the inside of us as well. On the inside, genetics, DNA, all of that. So what I'm saying, I'm not saying one's better than the other, nothing like that. I'm just saying the truth. With people, I I, I get it. I I, I like totalitarianism, everybody equal. I I get it. I understand it. But I'm only going to speak as the now. 
I mean, maybe one day we can't get to the I, part that you're at. I well, think the just truth. Just now. I think the truth is in imagination. Everybody using their imagination. Everybody using what they see. Everybody using what they perceive. So everything's gonna be individual. But I'm gonna read this shit called "Standing at Peace with the Imagination of Eternity." Everybody using that. Everything that we talking about now is imagination. Because it's 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 bunch of images we've seen, a bunch of things we've read, a bunch of all of these, it's just plaguing with imagination. Well, imagination, I mean, like I said, yeah. for most people, yes. I'm only speaking at it from a point that of experiences that I've actually experienced. Yeah, yeah. That's that's me. I'm not talking as, the way, well, the way I've you, seen it on TV, the, I've seen the, it on the this way, TV the show. The way you see and perceive, uh, when I say perceive, that means experience too, so. Yeah, but I mean, I ain't the only one. I know it's seeing it your way as well, no matter what race. But yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. You're not the only one. I'm not the only one. Heck no. But but the, that's why individually, that's what it is. So that's why. Yeah. It just, your perception it, gonna, is everything. It's gonna fall under imagination. Uh, of course, I was just sticking to the analogy of being on time, stuff like that, blah blah blah. Anyhow, it's spiritual for certain people, but it's like. Is always been looked upon as a taboo, not a good thing. Basically, it's looked upon as a bad trait, a bad characteristic. By so, who? by society, the people that what say that. Oh, yeah, well, think of it this say. way: Do have you ever heard people say, "Dang, I wish I could be more like black people and never be on time"? No, it's looked upon as a bad thing. People they make fun of people. That are black, that ain't on time. They make comedians make jokes about it. Politicians make jokes about it. They don't have to say that. They already embedded in your subconscious mind. So the white person or Asian person would 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 not need to would not need instructions on not how to or, or, on how to be late. Nobody needs instructions on how to be late. But as long as it becomes popular and a trend, which is what comedians push out and they say all the time, it becomes a trend, it becomes a business, then they will incorporate that in their subconscious and then sometimes they will be late. I mean, it don't matter the race now if you got them, if you got a, a wide range, a universal audience, which is what every comedian seeks anyway. A universe, they want to be more universal. So... They want to get everybody into what they into, especially they black comedians talking about how black people ain't, ain't, ain't on time all the time. And here, some white people love that shit, and then one day they'll start being late and you know, all that shit. So, I know plenty of white people that be late in the bitch and act black, act ratchet, hell, act ratchet in a bitch. Key thing, I hope you, you said those white people that you referred to are acting as though they're black. Mm. That even makes my statement even more profound. Hmm. Why you gotta be black to be on not be on time? You see what I'm saying? Why you got why why is that? But I understand what you're saying as a who mechanism. Said, who said who the first motherfucker said black people don't be on time? Whoever said they're responsible they responsible for all of this. They can't like I, I can't really say that I can give somebody all of that credit because really what it's been has been a stigma. You know what I'm saying? Who because who pointed that out? Who the friend motherfucker to point that out? Like to well, actually make that a, if, a thing to, to tell. Well, that's a good question. Can't put it on the time, but I can't put it on movement. Civil rights movement. That's when they came out. Well, alrighty. Mm. Here's documented people's uh, documented and stuff that people can go back and check out. 
Go back and check out uh, uh, I won't say all the speeches, but go back and check out a lot of Malcolm X's speeches, a lot of Martin Luther King's speeches, um, uh, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. Go and check out maybe those three. It's other ones, but go and check out a lot of their speeches. And a lot of their speeches, they talk against um, what exactly what I'm saying. So these are some of the profound leaders that we basically had. And these people used to, they would talk about this at, at nauseum for at least 15 minutes out of that whole speech because it bothered them so much. And I never really just, I, I started I start paying attention to it like when I'm doing research in history, I started paying attention to it during that time. And that's when I started seeing how the stigma is. Me personally, just me, I don't think black people ain't never on time. Okay, well, before you before you just keep on going, the people, the profound people you're talking about, I'm going to just read the truth of the truth about them and what they are. Like, I, I don't study them, but I will say that, okay, the reason why they are how they are is they are learning to stand at peace with the imagination of eternity and encourage us to be bold, fearless, and courageous in life. It nudges us to be creative because, after all, our eternal divine nature yearns to express itself, to reveal its hidden treasure. Since the dimensions of soul are most easily understood in qualities, the state of eternity is to be found in the quality of our thoughts, words, and actions. Consider that in every act of kindness, in every moment of generosity, and in every act of shared inspiration is something eternal. Something without beginning or end. It contains an event of soul imbued with the soul qualities to greater or lesser degrees. So, let's summarize. Let's summary of mm-hmm. how they operate. Those so-called, you know, uh, Malcolm X, Nawaza King. Mm-hmm. And only use them is because... That's the people that a lot of a lot of people of my peers and people that I like gonna say look up to the scholars and people that's very you know worldly renowned uh, people that's you know into all of this and they talk about this stuff every now and then so they they the ones that give them all these people all this credit I can name a lot of other people that are not famous that you really gotta go find some books on that there's not too much information about that did a lot more than the people that they put out there. So I, I just want to make sure I'm not going to sound hypocritical here. So I'm not bigging them up like that. I'm just giving people some documented examples. They can have to take my word for it. They can read, listen to the lecture themselves. You can actually read it in a transcript if they want and read it for yourself. But you'll get the same principles that I'm basically talking about when it comes to that. But to me... My whole premise of bringing all of this up, even going to the deep into it, is because may, people think some of the littlest things that we do don't mean nothing. I'm here to tell you, the more and more I study metaphysics, I'm noticing the little subtle things that you do without thinking of them are so big. And just what if? Well, I ain't going to say what if. I know now. This whole conversation of black people not being on time is a good thing. 
The trick was they put it in black people's minds, other people, people around, and black people themselves. They put it in y'all minds that it's a bad thing. And all I'm saying, it's a good thing. But let's be real. If you have responsibility, you sign a contract, you sign your name on a dotted line, and it's monetary, money is involved, and you basically gave these people that you're going to be on time at this time, well, that's different. I'm saying, what if you didn't sign your name? What if you didn't, what, what, you know, will you still be on time? And I'm just saying it's not a bad thing. So don't steal bad about yourself not being on time. And stop letting the damn nine to five tell you you ain't a good employee just because you can't be on time. No matter what race you are. That don't mean you bad. That don't mean you're a bad employee. Stop letting them put that into your subconscious mind and put that in your mind. They really don't. Because what they'll do, they'll fire you for not being on time. That's a bad thing. But honestly, that's actually a good thing if people learn to look at it from a different perspective. Basically, you want that. They let you know right then they don't care about you. So don't bend over backwards for them because they showed you right quick. That's the stupidest thing that you can fire somebody from, for. Not being on time. Think about it when you think about it. It's so childish. Wait what if minute, that person wait a minute, wait a minute, had a certain amount of things going in their life and they actually had a legitimate reason for being late? Wait a do they still get fired? No. Yes, they do. Man, let me Most of them do. So all I'm saying is don't feel bad about being not being on time. No matter what nobody tell you. Just, just, just stop right there. Ain't nobody find nobody for having a legitimate reason, a legitimate reason to be late. They fire you for illegitimate or no reasons of being late. That from my experience. They don't just fire you for good. <laughs> okay. They fire you for not giving okay. a damn. Okay. They fire you for not giving a damn. Man. I can tell you some people that's living right here in this town. That is, that's a whole different story. That's how they perceive it. How the hell you, I mean. They, see what I'm saying? They'll tell you anything. See what I'm saying? But see, here's the deal. It's the energy even though it. Even though that they're going to fire you for not being late for haven't let let's say your that person is late reasons might be legitimate to them but just because they reasons that are legitimate to them ain't legitimate to them they get fired now you see what i'm saying it takes so that right there that's that messes up any perceptions that anyone has. Man, I think people as an individual gotta take accountability too. Like, like that, like don't, don't, don't play the victim for no bullshit like that. You cannot play victim for no bullshit oh, no. like that. Don't play victim. First of all, you signed, know what you're getting no, into. No, the first, yeah, so first of all, you signed up for the job, so know what you're getting into. So if you know that these people are gonna treat you this way, if you do this this way, Jason, how don't you pay know, victim. How you gonna know what you're getting into and who you get into if you ain't know the it? Well, I mean, like know the know the business, and like do some research on it. Well, okay, I'm sorry. 
I'm a, I'm a researcher, so that that's good. Every place I ever worked for, trust me, I did research on them thoroughly before I had a chance to even get hired. That's me. Yeah, because other people do that, hey, you're two each on. I understand. But that's me. That's too complex for people. Well, life already complex enough. 2024, people need to get more complex. Maybe it'll help mm-hmm. you. Maybe it'll help They're you. already complex enough. Well, they complex in the wrong ways. <laughs> they need to get more simplicity complex. Not multitude and multitude of complexes. No. Hmm. They need to simplify things. And right now we just speaking on a lower level of stuff. But I guess I read the igniting the inner flame. What do we need to do to metaphorically ignite within ourselves an inner flame and bring a, uh, bring into bring into perfect balance with our inner and outer landscape? How do we create the right conditions so that our inner flame steadily releases energies that radiate from its own uh, from its there you go from it uh, oh shit. The releasing of inner energies heralds new phases of creativity. How are these energies, the creative fire, is going to be released in a balanced way without exhausting us too quickly? Or do we end up never creating anything at all? How can we protect our precious flame? Even if that inner flame is finely tuned to our internal landscape, external influences can still threaten to extinguish it. A flame needs to be protected against too many or too great external forces. Metaphorically speaking, rain can quench it, wind can blow it out, and enclosing it too tightly may cause it to suffocate. We therefore need to be proactive in tending to our flame. Thankfully, our innate human nature loves to protect this inner flame, whether it is ours or that of someone else. Allegorically, we yearn to protect our inner flame from the storm like the lantern of a lighthouse, or to shield it from profanity like temple walls. We yearn to carry it ever deeply within into the innermost dwelling place where it is pleased to reside. So everybody, everybody, every human being done had this inner flame. Some done ignited it real good, that have made these philosophies, that have made these books. They done made this and made that. They they know how to ignite their inner flame. They know how to use their inner flame. They know how to protect their inner flame. They surround themselves with philosophies and more ways to protect their inner flame. It's just everybody has this inner flame, and some people use it more than others as far as their expression of divine light in whatever way. They want to express divinity. Yes, sir. Anyway. Yes, sir. And they're called bearers of divine light. That's who they are. They bear it. They are the bearers of the divine light. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. As the physical substances of a candle are transformed into ash and gases, the flame releases energies of light and warmth that expresses the workings of cosmic laws through nature. 
So too does our soul consciousness release spiritual energies as we increasingly become agents of the divine. Each of us being a flame burning ever more brightly as bearers of, of divine light. Mm -hmm. The more the unrefined parts of our outer nature are transformed, the more brightly we radiate soul qualities. As if a gentle flame were residing in a very personal inner temple of our soul, illuminating our world and all immediately around us. The limits of light emanating from a candle flame are governed by natural laws. The light touches and enlightens all within its range to a great extent. When the candle flame is carried away, the limits of the light radiates move with it. What then are the limits of our inner light? Furthermore, how do we candle our inner spiritual fire? Was it always there, ready to grow, or was it ignited as a certain amount on a spiritual path? 